Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Thank you, silence of the voice. Everybody's emailing me about the football. That was a big day yesterday. Everybody watched a lot of football. And again, I go back to it. I got one Patriot fan that emailed me. He goes, come on. How do you let go that easy? I'm like, you just do. He let go of you that easy. This is again. This is not a Patriots win, Patriot fans. You can't have it. She doesn't want you, dude. The dude at the bar yesterday. There weren't many people in there, but the dude at the bar yesterday that was like, "That's another one, all right." And he's in his Tom Brady Patriots jersey, telling everybody it's another one. And you're like, "Another one? What? This is this is first time the Bucks have been there in 18 years. Come on, you know what I mean? The Bucks have always been my second favorite team. Bucks, (laughs) my guys." Yeah, of all of them, <laughs> that's such a natural tie. And you know how many you know how many bars in America there was one guy standing there drunk while everybody wanted to beat him up while he stood in the bar going, "You're all just bitter, you're bitter." <laughs> it's not your team. Nobody in Tampa Bay sounds like that. He left you, Gronk, Brady. He still writes your letters, and when he goes to the Hall of Fame, it's going to be all about the Patriots. But if he wins a Super Bowl with the Bucks. You guys should be angry. And Cardinal fans, uh, congratulations. I didn't see one of you guys at the bar going, that's my guy, Bruce Arians. All right. No, he left you. Bruce, Byron, you, Todd. You, you, oh, yeah, all it's, of them. You're right. Todd Bowles, <laughs> Byron Leftwich, Bruce. Said, that is your coaching staff. Yeah. I don't see Cardinal fans celebrating that. They're lamenting it. I don't see Cardinal flags up on houses right now, Patriot fans. What's wrong with you? You're all retarded. You realize how bad America hates Boston already, and now you're doing this? Like, if we could give Boston back to England, yeah. we would. We didn't realize that. I mean, you guys helped us out. Like, the last time you were useful was the tea party, and then everything after that. And you, you're a city of people who died in a syrup flood. Think of that. Do you know about the Great Boston Molasses oh, yeah, Flood? You haven't been around Molasses, No. I mean, the Tea Party, yes. A but. molasses tank blew up and killed a ton of Bostonians. The Sappening. No, I call it The, the Sappening. It's been my, it's been my, I, I'm dying to make the movie The Sappening, where all these idiots are like, sure smells a lot like syrup. Sure does. What's that smell, I wonder? And then <laughs> the syrup factory blew up and the streets flooded with molasses oh. at an estimated 28 miles an hot hour. Molasses. Hot Hot smoking hot molasses. And they're so stupid. They're like, it smells delicious. I'm going out in it. And then they tried to swim in it, and tons of them died. Just sticky molasses killed what them. What was this? What happens when you build a syrup oh, tower? Geez. Yeah, you build a hot syrup tower. 
Oh, that's hey, it's the anniversary. Well, it was January fifteenth, nineteen nineteen. It was not. I thought it was nineteen ten. It was nineteen nineteen. Nineteen nineteen. Right. Either way, the, the great, great molasses Boston. flood. It's awesome. <laughs> there's there's like signs in Boston saying Damn. this is where it went down. So many of us Bostonians died trying to swim in syrup. It's a, it's a town of morons. They sound like morons. Yesterday they proved it by screaming out, there's another one. It's not yours. This isn't your title. 11 dead, 50 injured. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> the great molasses. Swimming in molasses. Yeah, well, because it overwhelmed them. Syrup. They couldn't get out of the way Burning. of a syrup flood. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't. You smell that thing blow up and like, wow, we should stand here. It's like the, uh, the steamroller scene in Austin Powers where the guy says, they're like, no, and it slowly <laughs> rolls over him. You could have gotten out of the way of the syrup flood. Unless you're from Boston, and then you just stand there and watch. Tommy! Tommy! We're stuck! <laughs> the ground got all sticky and thick. What happened? What's going on? <laughs> Get your feet out of it! I can't. Get some flapjacks! Yeah. Tommy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick, silver dollar pancakes! ASAP! Sap. There it is. The great flood of... <laughs> There's just people oh stuck God. to the earth. destroyed the... the- here. I'm stuck to the planet. I can't. I can't move. Oh, Bostonians. Ugh. I like Alan, the guy that called us for the fireside chats. Yeah. But I'm sure, in large doses, he would drive me insane. You think he was up on top of the bar? That's another one. Yeah, there's another one. Tommy taking a home. Huge molasses tank explodes in the North End. <laughs> People drowning in molasses. Mrs. Butterworth uh, has an accident in the factory. Nobody dies. Boston <laughs> has one flooded streets and tons of those idiots go swimming. Sweeps everything bef- before it. 100 men, women, and children <laughs> caught in sticky stream. <laughs> Buildings, vehicles, and L structure crushed. This is their history. God. <laughs> it's a tragedy. We don't talk about it. Search, I, uh, search for more victims during the night. Oh, yeah. There were... People were missing. They were buried deep in the syrup. The sapping. But yeah, I want that movie so badly to be made. It'd be great. Anyway, that's the frustrating part of football fandom is that some people that do that, that's my second favorite team. You just don't want to deal with those human beings. Oh, no. Because you're just, you're one of those, you're a football cuck. You're basically a guy who switches hats. Oh, oh, okay. I can now. I can cheer for this. I'm like, do you not have any like? Do you have any passion for what you're cheering for? Yeah, but I've always liked them second. Ugh, ugh. Do you have a third favorite there's, team there's just in case? That have their division. Team. What's that? That's dumb. I know. You're a person who has no like ability Those to are cheer. The conference properly. guys. So I'm, yeah. I'm a national football conference. Yeah, I, guy. I, I'll go for the NFC. I'll cheer wild. I don't. You have to do it right. Because if you've got a second favorite team, why not a third and fourth and fifth? Just rank them down there. You'll never have a bad weekend. You'll never have a – and you'll yep. never also experience the highs of winning. Yep. It's the way to do it, John. It isn't because it's, <laughs> it's, it's mamby-pamby life. It's and like nobody playing the eliminator it. game every week. Uh, this week I've exactly. got the best chance to win yep. with this team, so yeah. I'm going to go this way. It's rooting for the team that plays the Jets every week is your mm-hmm. favorite. You can never have a bad weekend. But you're never really that involved. You're a mamby-pamby, middle-of-the-road guy. And uh, people like somebody who puts a little stake in the game, you know. You got something to lose. You got to, you get kicked in the nuts when your team goes down and you take your beating. And when your team wins, you, you got a little excitement in there. You're not just one of those guys, well, I'm also, uh, who's playing this weekend? Oh, the Bills and Chiefs. Oh, I'm also, Bills are my third favorite team. Chiefs are my fourth. So either way, I'm good for the Super Bowl. 
That was me watching the game yesterday. Everybody's like, well, how come you're not into it? I'm like, because I don't care. I just want to watch some good football. My team's not in it, so who cares? It can take one person, if you're at a place watching the game, one person cheering loudly. You know what? I'm switching. I'm rooting against them. And here's the fun part, is that all I root for, like most decent fans, is some some embarrassing thing to happen to a legend that isn't on my team. Like, I would like Aaron Rodgers to have, like, one of those plays where you run the wrong direction like Jim Marshall. Oh, me too. I want one of those. I want one of those things that changes their entire career and to remember when that guy did this. That's really why I'm watching. I, I want somebody to just sink into the depths of You're NFL for those- infamy. That's what I want. Like I the want. Joe Namath injury and stuff like that? I mean, it's oh, always associated the with Joe Theismann. Yeah, yeah, Theismann. yeah. Namath, no, Theismann. I don't want. I don't want people's legs to explode. Right. If like in baseball, a Buckner moment or a Bill uh, Buckner. Yeah, there you go. Romo yeah. messing a the snap. A career-defining accident that just is like, oh my god! Leon yeah, Tony Romo is going to be known for dropping that field goal forever. He was a good quarterback. Yeah. Always Hanley, a fantasy yeah. football quarterback, never a big game quarterback, but always going to be remembered for that in Seattle, uh, fumbling around with that snap, and he'll and that's his bonehead play. I root for that. That's all I rooted for all <laughs> day. Doink. I root for that all the time. Somebody to do something. Completely stupid that defines a career. And we didn't get any yesterday. But watched good football and enjoyed it. Moved on. Back to this happening. Mark Wahlberg has got a star. Oh, that's, that's who we've... And that's, I'm warning you, this tank is going to go. Yeah. Well, you guys don't understand how much the city smells like sap. There's a reason. You're crazy, <laughs> Wahlberg. All right, cut. Go that's back not and my, make That's burgers. my real name. That's not my movie name. <laughs> you guys have to start calling me by my movie character name. Thaddeus Sap. <laughs> All right, Marky Mark, sit <laughs> down. Right. Put your underpants back on, Marky Mark. <laughs> back with the funky We bunch. get it. <laughs> you feeling some good vibrations at the old Sap factory? <laughs> Guys, cut. This is, my, this is my passion project. What are you doing? Ignored five telegrams. Yeah. <laughs> Putting it out of their Morse code. Sap <laughs> factory about to explode. I, why isn't anyone listening? And then the sap slowly rolls out and just kills all those slow Bostonians. Walk quickly. Walk quickly. Eh, can't catch me, Mark. Ben Affleck and his crew. No, it's great. He's caught up in it. This movie has, but trust me, me and Colin have been over this a million times. We've cast it. We've got uh, got a little uh, outline of it. Once it was discovered, it's like the sapping has to be a thing. So we're very excited about it. It's just never going to actually happen because, you know, then you'd have to sit down and write it, and it seems silly. seems like a silly movie. And actually, it switched from Mark Wahlberg to Will Ferrell because we think, I think this might be a comedy. I don't think people are going to get too invested in an entire group of people that drown in syrup. <laughs> I don't think that's something. I think it's, you have to have idiots in charge of this thing. So it would be like Get a, Ferrell and John C. Riley back together. Exactly. And that's a great casting right there because John C. Riley looks like he's from the early 1900s. So you throw them out there as the two chicken littles trying to warn everybody that they're all going to die in a molasses flood. Uh, with your luck, it'll oh, be hilarious. a Happy Madison production or something. Ah, then I'm right. I'll I check. Well, I'll take the cash and then I'll check it. Don't put my name on it. Buscemi's going to be good in it. Oh, yeah. He'll be, he'll be the guy who accidentally – he'd be the first one dead because his body would yeah. look good at riding the wave of sap slowly out of the machines. Like Tom sappening. Cruise in, the, in Mission Impossible? I've made this. I've talked about this happening. Yeah, but it's real slow. Yeah. Ah, you should see the other guy. As they're floating out. The, uh, um, I talked to somebody from Boston about that. And I'm like, I've wanted to make this like, movie about this for a long time or just at least have a friend of mine. And I've talked about it. And then he said, uh, no joke. I'm like, what? And he goes, that was no joke 
<laughs> it's a joke, all right. You guys died in a sap flood. Hey, man. It was a really bad day. Yeah, for the people who couldn't get out of the way of syrup. It was boiling hot syrup. Well, you don't stand in it then, do you? Skin was sloughing off. It was a Nagasaki. Syrup bomb. <laughs> it was a bomb. Yeah, it wasn't. It was your Mrs. Butterworth. That's all it was. Don't make light of that. There's a reason why a lot of people don't know about it. Boston isn't exactly screaming out that that's their 9-11 because it's a dumb 9-11. <laughs> it's the dummies 9-11. <laughs> Our worst day in history comes on the uh, day the sap attacked all of us. <laughs> I will live forever. Nope, you're done too. This sapping. Yeah. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Oh, my buddy Doug just texted me and said, I was at the gym while the game was going off. And he goes, effing Jeff Lane. Jeff Lane used to work here, Patriots fan. He goes, first text I get is a picture of a goat. And it says the goat. And it just kept coming all day long. The fact there's any happy (laughs) Patriot fans right now makes me want to puke and punch people. It's truth. He's gold on any team. He's my Tommy. He's the goat. Well, I'll give you that he's a goat, but he's not your goat anymore. Kind of makes me root for the Bucks, just so I can rub that in Patriots fans' faces when they try to claim it as theirs. Interesting weekend, though, with sports because the uh, Conor McGregor fight eventually happened after 45 preliminary <laughs> fights that started about 2 in the uh, afternoon, and they televised all of them. Uh, first and foremost, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, it's, it's a nightmare to try to traverse through their sign-ups. And then, yeah. and then the thing doesn't work at all. And you got to go back and sign like double Reset sign up. It. And you're sitting there the second time going, I think I'm signing up again. And then my Amex had two charges. And then my Amex recognized the second charge was the same. So they did it. Or I would have had to call and do all that. And I'm like, it's a jackass way to do things. And then nobody needs two girl fights in preliminaries. It, it, no. Your, your undercard can't have two girl fights. One's enough. I still stand by the idea I don't like watching girls punch each other. I don't like watching girls get beat up. I think that's just my upbringing. I just don't think... Tanya Harding versus another girl. Yeah, they all look like that. But like battered women is not something I I choose to find I'm with you there, but one of the best fights I've seen was with two chicks. Joanna Jurjasic and uh, the Chinese champion. They, the Chinese champion? They beat the hell out of you. I can't remember Chicken her of China, name, the Chinese champion? I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> Isn't that a lyric? And I'm going to butcher it. Yeah. Chicken of China, the Chinese, Chinese champion? champion? Yeah, I think that's it. It's a bare naked ladies lyric. Am I wrong? <laughs> I'm not listening to you anymore. When you, it's a great fight. The best fight you've ever seen, and one of the people was the Chinese champion. You didn't like that fight that much, or you've at least learned their names. Because the best fight I've ever seen was between a guy I'd never heard of and Timothy Bradley, Ruslan Provodnikov. But at least the best fight I've ever heard of, like, I don't know, Russian Rocky and uh, the guy from Palm Springs. You got to know their names. You didn't like girls. It was one of the best fights you've ever seen because it surprised you. It did a little bit, actually, Because you didn't know them going in. It was probably a fight you were like, I don't know who these people are. So most of the time you're excited by that. But at least if they would have gone weight class, like heavyweight, 
women's fight. I don't want to see that either. Hey, there's two things I don't want to see in a fight. <laughs> Fat, battered women. I, I could see that in any trailer park in uh, the South. And we're supposed to not like that. And it bothers me that bleeding, bruised women, like, is something, I, I don't know, I just, I can't get past it. And, you know, whatever, call me sexist, I guess, for not wanting to see women beaten up, even if it's by other women. I like good old-fashioned girl street fights where weaves are getting ripped out and it's on the internet. That's where they belong. I don't want to sanction it. I don't know if it's one of the girls that fought, one of the four, I think it was, that, that Dana White is talking about, oh, we might put her out against uh, Logan Paul. Oh, that's Amanda Nunez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, okay. it, that's dumb. That's because she wants to beat Because there's no win for uh, – even I hate Logan Paul, and I'd like to see him get beat up. But if he lands a shot, he's a 200-pound yeah. man. And if he did land a, a clean punch on her, everybody would be like, we can't put – you can't watch a man beat up a right. woman. So here's round one. Here's round five. Oh, I remember her face when she had that sinus cavity erupt on her is that forehead. Is the Chinese champion? No. Chicken to China. The Chinese. I can't hear it. and not, That alliteration is musical. Yeah, and look, I'm not saying they can't Turn have good fights. Turn into Nosferatu with the, ponytail. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's a little bit like a, <laughs> I am not an animal. Yeah. No, it's completely elephant woman. Yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm not saying they can't have good fights. I just struggle with it personally to see bloody and, beaten and women. I, at the I agree with that. I don't think we're supposed to want to see this. But by the second round of this, you kind of lost side of that and was like man is it because one's chinese because this goes into what i'm about to talk about because one you had no affiliation to her it's chinese it doesn't register with you uh he started pulling for america floyd mayweather had excellent points at the end of watching conor mcgregor get flattened again by the way he's not done well his last couple times out on tv Uh, he got beat up by a guy who's much better than him uh a year ago in habib and i don't watch a ton of ufc but i watch enough to know the the bigger fights and I watched a guy outclass Conor McGregor with a Habib fight, and then everybody lost their minds, and both of them started to beat up people in the crowd, and he's throwing chairs at buses and yeah. people getting glass in their eye. And, you know, I'm like, these guys are just assholes. And then uh, he goes in there this weekend with Poirier and got dropped like a bad habit. That was a— I just wasn't ready. Yeah. It's too much layoff. Got too much layoff. Anyway. I'll be back. Uh, Mayweather said, how come— Conor McGregor, who's lost his last three fights, I made an ass of him. Uh, he goes in there, loses to Habib, and then gets flattened by this guy. Is still this favorite loved thing, and he does exactly what I do, and he does. He wears the black hat just like Floyd yep. did. He's unlikable. He's got uh, lawsuits from women saying he's been abusive. He's done things that are against the law outside of, the, and people still like ah that notorious. Uh, they love him. They love him. And it's funny because Floyd's like, the tell, most me, tell, me, tell me it's not racist. The UFC, the guy interviewing him. Yeah, tell, tell me it's not racist when this guy's whole act is to be the bad guy. And that was all I did. And everybody hates me. And now he still might get Pacquiao versus McGregor. He goes, he can't even win in his own sport. And he wants to go back. I, I, I kicked his ass in boxing. Now people think, and the best line he had, Floyd had a great one. He goes, Pacquiao versus McGregor is like watching my leftovers eat leftovers. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, that's gold. But he's right. In a way, how does Floyd get the bad rap as the bad, miserable guy? Anyone who defends Connor, he's done exactly the same stuff. And he's beloved. Like, people think he's great and funny and all this other stuff. Floyd has this, you're horrible. You're a horrible person. And he backed it up every single time. Floyd never lost. And he was boring. 
I'll tell you that. His fights got boring at the end because boring. he became the best defensive fighter that's ever been in a ring. Is it racial? It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, that's really – and he said it. He goes, I didn't want to say it, but it's alive. Because I'm watching Conor McGregor, and I'm not a fan of Conor McGregor. I think he's a jackass. Same reason I didn't like Floyd is because I think he played the black hat thing, and then it started to become his real life. Like, I understand the whole, I'm going to be the bad guy because that sells tickets. But then you become, Mike Tyson, you become the bad guy outside of the ring, and that's not funny anymore. But McGregor, um, yes, suddenly in this last fight, has turned into a good guy. The press conference. They love him. He's just jovial with the guy. Right, because he got his ass kicked. He gets humbled every time he goes in and does his job. He gets beat now. And so now this arrogant strut and all this other stuff comes in. Uh, and then somebody says, see, the difference is Conor McGregor can read. <laughs> see, and this, is, this goes to Floyd's I argument. I didn't send that either. <laughs> I didn't and Brett do that. Did not, and Brett did not hand me a note. <laughs> it's from a guy named Beerus. <laughs> but it is kind of a strange, you know, it's interesting to look into at the very least. I'm not sure I, I agree with it, but it's it could hard, have a little white, white hope. Texture should point out. McGregor did have a win against Donald Cerrone in between. Right. He, well, look, so, but three of his last lose, four fights right. he's been bashed there you up. Go, yeah. and, he's, and he's lost to better fighters. Yes. Uh, the Cerrone fight was probably even, but he's lost to better fighters. Poirier's better than him now, and that came out clean mm-hmm. and clear. Poirier already ordered a, hey, we're one and one against each other. Yeah, he said, let's, let's do it again. One. He's not worried about him. And the payday. I mean, the, the boxing thing was a farce. Mayweather carried him, and anybody that says they See, tried but I to wonder what up. time did the, when did the paydays dry up? I know. He's had that, four big paydays That's why he's now. welcome. Remember when Mike and I Tyson. I produces for UFC, so UFC would probably want to do another one. They but. will. He's still got a couple left. But remember when Mike Tyson was bad guy but couldn't win a fight, and then he tried it again that last time, and at the end of the fight, he goes, Lennox is, Lennox is my good friend. Which yeah. is, you know what? I, just, I, I did it to sell tickets. I needed the money. You know, like, he, he let the cat out of the bag that the whole thing was a show. Like when he was going to, I'll eat your children and all that stuff. And then he got his ass kicked. And at the end, he's like, I love this guy. He did everything. I'm like, wait a minute. We just got snowed. People don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the feeling I'm getting from Connor. It's like he's selling whiskey and he doesn't really care if he wins. He's still got the skills yeah. to get in the ring and look good. As long as got the proper 12 Yeah, up the there proper 12 going. He's got all his other. And that's good, smart. He's but, just keeping his name out there. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter whether he wins or loses at this point. But the He's still is, winning in the end as far as making that bank. It mm-hmm. is an interesting discussion that Floyd brings up though because to me it has to be black and white and I don't want it to be but it has to be because they're having followed Floyd Mayweather's career and rooted against him so much the guy beat everybody he was supposed to beat there wasn't a single fight he ducked and he won all of them and the whole time everybody hated him and I guess it comes down to that thing where talking to is big that's he was great at it but Connor's the same could it be people love he they love when he does it and he's horrible. He just flat is mean. Like he, like Floyd would say things about the fight. Connor just attacked, and then Connor attacked that bus mm-hmm. himself. <laughs> the guy's wife. He blinded a guy. He was, married a towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he starts getting racist about things. <laughs> he started talking about Habib's religion. I mean, he's done. It's funny because we're not involved in it. But at the same time, when Floyd does, oh, he's just a, he's an asshole who can't read, and people say terrible things. It, I think there is something to it. Do you think it could be because it's two different sports, technically, too? I mean, one's on the box, boxing side, and you get the Maybe. more, I don't want to say it, but more like the uh, classier guys going to that compared to like UFC, where it's just like just beer drinking, guzzling. Maybe you know, just, if his background yeah, was something else, I think the Irish background helped because, you know, you think about the like Ricky Hatton and 
stuff. British, there's that British, British, but yeah. the UK factor always seems like it's a different embracing, and then it's contagious when it comes over. Ricky like, Hatton you know, wasn't a butthole, though. You know, the difference is if Ricky Hatton was chucking chairs at buses and, and the glasses as almost blinding people. Yeah, that would normally be a an ender for most people. And then and then you career. got you know. Sexual harassment and assault charges thrown at you, whether they're real or not. It's the same as Floyd. Floyd went to jail for rape. And so it used to, I, I don't know. But that, that's an interesting thought Brett brings up, though, is that maybe there is kind of the beer-swilling bro mentality of yeah. swagger that goes with the UFC, where boxing does kind of have that gentleman's – it's a weird thing because it isn't the participants. It's the crowd of this gentleman's game. Because the ones that got – you know, that fell out of grace in the UFC – or it's usually, I guess, the the drug related stuff, but the stuff that McGregor has done would definitely get you banned. Uh, but an average fighter, sure, would, any other uh, sport, I'll tell you this: I've been to a lot of boxing events, some high end ones and some medium ones, and it is all based in race. The whole thing, the crowd cheers for what color they are. That Tyson uh, Fury and Deontay Wilder fight, like. That was white versus black. When I went to see Mayweather and Ortiz, that was Mexican versus black. And yeah. I was the odd man out in that thing. and nearly got caught in a race riot because that ended controversially. And the walking out of the MGM was crazy that night because it started – like arguments about Obama were happening as we're walking out because the Mexicans were furious. They, they thought they had their – their fighter got the fight stolen from them. And Mayweather's fans were – that was going to get ugly, and it didn't. Luckily, the security was in there and kind of separated everybody the two different directions. But Mexicans this way, blacks this way is what it was. In back in the and day, you I just ran for a- <laughs> I, I had no, I had no. That was no chance. Go 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 go! go. Hey, my cracker bald ass was going to get slaughtered by both sides. We just ran back to the aria. Was Dan like back in the day? Like I hope Tex Cobb pulls this off. We were rooting for Tex Cobb. No lie. When Larry Holmes and yeah. Tex Cobb fought, we fished that morning at Lake Poway in Poway, California, <laughs> with Jimmy Richards, and we were talking. It was Thanksgiving weekend. It was that Friday morning. We're sitting there. And my dad's like, you know, this kid might do it. Like he's he's tough as nails, and, and nobody knew anything about Randall Tex Cobb in 1981. And we're and I remember my dad going, I'm pulling for him. And then by the end of the night, my dad's just like, please pull the plug on this fight. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> He's going to die. He's going to die in the ring. Howard Cosell's last fight said in the middle of the fight, I'll never call another fight. This is this is a, the destruction of a human being's body and brain. And nobody's doing a thing about it. You got to stop this. And then not two years later, there we are with the great white hope, Jerry Cooney on, yep. on TV, the big pay-per-view company that came on because of Larry Holmes. And white America rooted for Jerry Cooney. So, you know, there's a certain aspect of that where you got to admit you're rooting for the one that looks most like you. And it makes black people mad. But you're doing the same thing. I was at that Wilder Fury fight. Tyson Fury was a superior fighter in both the fights against uh, Wilder. The first fight, he got flattened because he got dumb at the end and almost lost. It was a draw. It was a good fight. Not to say Deontay Wilder's not a good fighter. But Tyson's a more technical fighter. And uh, that crowd was split big time, big time. And so as a white person, you cheer for Tyson. You think black people think you're being racist. It's the same thing. You, and, you know, everybody wants somebody that looks more like them. And Ricky Hatton was a cocaine addict. Oh, yeah. He had a problem. But he, he never got to the heights. He never got to – he never rose up. He was their hope. To beat Floyd, and then Floyd flattened him. And Mickey Ward, yeah, Mickey Ward was an, well, he was a fantastic fighter, but 
But you were on all the Wahlberg references this <laughs> yeah, morning. He likes them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fighting's an interesting game because you start getting into that. It is a race. It is the. It is. I think the last truly race-based fan thing. I don't think football has the. Nobody cares about your quarterback's color anymore. It used to be, but I don't think anybody does now. I don't think even the most ardent racist is he's, he might mention it, but if you've got a black quarterback that's getting you to, through the playoffs, even the racists are like, he's okay. Because, you know, Texas has black quarterbacks all over the place now, and you'd think that they'd be upset about that. Nope, if they're going to win, we're going to win. We don't care what. But boxing and, and, and combat sports, very race-based sports. I'm not sure why this is being brought up, but John Joe Calzaghe kicked ass, and he was a Welshman and a true gentleman. Yeah. But never got the flash. True. And Calzaghe didn't know how to sell himself. Yeah. But he was a great fighter. He's in the Hall of Fame, so he got his, you know, well, he may not be, but he will be. Calzaghe was a great fighter. But you're right, he never had the push. And it was also when boxing was going through a thing where everything was all confused. Calzaghe was a great fighter. And he'll be a good commentator. He does that in England. There's going to be tons of guys like that. But, yeah, it's weird because if, if you don't have that fan base, you have to build it somehow. Floyd found that wearing the black hat got him. And Floyd beat up a Mexican on every Mexican holiday. You tell me it's not racist. Every time I'd go up there, it was for Cinco de Mayo or Mexican Independence Day, and he'd fight two times a year, and he'd fight a, a, a Mexican or a Latin fighter. Every time. White people didn't know what to do. They just thought he was beating up Mexicans every Mexican holiday. Sometimes it was a Puerto Rican. Somebody, they didn't know the difference. They just knew it was a time to go, and the crowd was crazy. And if he fought a Mexican fighter, I've never seen singing. You'd think like bulls and matadors were coming out. There were flags everywhere. It was crazy. But Floyd went out there and said, I'm going to beat up one of your guys on your holiday every year for the next five or six years. And he did it. And they'd slink out miserable. There's nothing sadder than a a group of Mexicans traveling up the Vegas Strip with a massive Mexican flag dressed in red, green, and white shirts hanging their heads (laughs) again. Well, (laughs) we'll just have to hope that the guy in September beats up Floyd. I'm so sick of him. They hated Floyd Mayweather. I mean, he went through their whole country one at a time, <laughs> knocked everybody down. Who else you got? Yeah. Who else you got? There's this one guy named Hua. He's pretty good. We'll bring him up in September. Mexican Independence Day? I'll fight his ass. And they whip his ass on Mexican Independence Ruin their Independence Day. It would be like, it would be like Drago coming to the United States every year on 4th of July and beating up our best fighter. <laughs> <laughs> if you could imagine how anti-American that would feel, but every year Mexico got excited about a guy. This could be Floyd. the year. This is the one. And Floyd's getting old. Cinco de Mayo, stand there with a guy named Ortiz. Ba 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 ba. He's done. This is a terrible Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Independence Day, we will have Madonna fighting. He will be him. <laughs> Madonna goes out there, gets his ass kicked on Independence Day. Damn it! Comes back, kicks his ass again in the rematch on uh, Cinco de Mayo. It's which terrifying. One, which which battle is it on the Cinco de Mayo? Is the Independence Day? Was that because they had? Didn't they have like twenty four hours of independence? And they well, I don't know what Cinco de Mayo is. I know their Independence they lost Day is in it September. The next day, the following day. I don't follow their history. Don't care. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Don't care. I just know it's good boxing on both of those holidays. It's a good party. Great parties, and yeah, their margaritas are flown and usually half off at most places for whitey or anything. They don't discriminate, but yeah. But uh, I'm good. I'm glad. I was so happy to see Connor get flattened. 
curled up. Oh, curl- and the now he became the hilarious. meme with Bernie Sanders, which was even better. Because it's great when that, uh, when in, especially in combat sports, when the big mouth gets flattened and you have to watch him get humble. It's awesome. It would be like if Beth McDonald started to come in here after the Christmas ratings. We'd have to sit with our heads slunk because she kicks our ass for Christmas ratings. And she's not even there. But that's the time she can get big mouthy and she'd come in and start bragging. But then somewhere around February, we get to, we get to flatten her back for the rest of the year. It's fantastic. She's balled up. <laughs> she's all balled for 10 up. 10 months. And you like it. You know, you know, she, you know, Bess a big dick swinger. She's, uh, she's coming in swinging that thing pretty much, <laughs> knocking off all the, all your porcelain objects off your shelf because that's what Beth does. She's the Christmas butterf- butterfly. She's cocooned for 10 months <laughs> yeah, and then comes right. out and blooms. Should we call her chrysalis? Because somewhere <laughs> around the pupa becomes, yeah, we, yeah. We, I hate it. But um, holiday ratings come out and all of a sudden we get our asses kicked by Beth who takes the month off to beat us. It's the only time she can win. Deathhead moth. She is. She is. Yeah. Ugh. Can't remember the name of it. The Latin name. I will. Anorexia sticks, I think is what it is. Something like that. The deathhead moth. She, she is that. Yeah, and then she climbs back in her cocoon early February. And then those researchers pull her out of Catherine Bimmel's mouth. <laughs> they found her in that water in West Virginia. And they open it up. The Deathhead Moth. Yeah. So anyway, it was an interesting sports weekend. Other than that, just rain. It's going to rain all week. Snowing like crazy up north, which is cr- I have friends who went up Friday, uh, drove to Flag, and then they were going to shoot over to Sholo, and they were going to ski the whole weekend. I think they're stuck. I haven't heard from them, but I think we they're had, stuck. Uh, There's no coming back. That left early yesterday morning because they were told you better get out now. Yeah. They, they're not uh, back on they, those they roads, man. You, if, you're in, if you're in the White Mountains – they beat it by about two or uh, two hours. You're screwed mm-hmm. coming back tomorrow. Like today's the last chance, and because uh, there's only two roads back from Sholo, and they're both horrible. Rerouting trucks. Yeah, it's this is not going to be a fun one for the north. But if you're a skier, oh, oh yeah. my god, snowball is nuts. That, uh, Northern Arizona is on regular schedule. Just be careful uh, right now. Yeah, In the next couple of days it's going to be rough. Yep. So if you're heading up, make it a day trip. Yeah, but they were talking about that treacherous road condition yesterday, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my buddies are up there. And- I know um, they said 89A from basically Sedona, the flag's closed. Does now. That- yeah. Oh, really? That yeah. one's out? They're just saying they're closing it down for no, the- Oh, because that's the one that goes through the yeah, – yeah, that's a creepy road. That's the back way in, right? Yeah, just- yep. Just take the uh, take the 17. What are you doing? And they're telling trucks <laughs> well, that's to get be off a train the 17. Too, yeah, well, it will be, but it's Go better than that. Or- oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, be careful is what we're saying. That's going to be bad, but uh, we don't do well in this. But yeah, that's great snow up north. Awesome. It's going to make everybody happy, especially our friends at Action Rock. That's right. Who are uh, what's on the big board of musical treats from them today? Uh, we got tons of stuff. So if you are heading up north, if you can make it up there, head on over to Action Ride Shop. They'll hook you up for all your skiing. And also, if you're not going to, you're going to stay local. Josh hit me up and told me they just got uh, two brand new pivot switchblades in. Damn it! In Mojave color. Oh, the red ones. Yeah, those are so. Cool. Go check them out now. Action Ride Shop on Ooh. Instagram and uh, and Facebook as well. But if you're looking to get into mountain biking, that's oh the yeah. Bike. Oof. I've I've ridden one and I've wrecked oh. on one. They're great. Either <laughs> way. Did you have the switchblade? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It was great. You crashed the switchblade. Oh, yeah. I think you rode the 429 last time. The switchblade was one you ate crap on, which I still love. Oh. It's- brutal but i did it with style because i had the bike you did it right (laughs) and you know what the bike 
was waiting for you when you got up off your ass. The bike did a hell of a lot better than yeah. I did. <laughs> the bike didn't take two weeks I off. I know. I rode it the rest of the week, so I was good. Or the rest of the day. So, uh, yeah, you were fine. Yeah. You were a trooper. Uh, ACDC, Corn, Lamb of God, Black Label Society, uh, Suicidal Slayer, Light the Torch, and then had a couple people hitting up for uh, Dropkick Murphys shipping up to Boston since we had all the Boston talk this morning with Tom and everything Let's else. Let's do it. Let's right. do it for the sapping. All right. Shipping off to Boston. Ugh. Ugh. Is there anything worse? The one worse? girl fighter had it. That was her song playing. Did she? I couldn't. I, I remember hearing that. I, I got bored. I, I spent 90 bucks on that thing because I got it last minute. And I'm like, how many undercard fights do I need to see? All of them. There were six. I'm like, come on. And then there were prelim fights. You're like, this is too much. It's like listening to $15 per fight. Right, but it's listening to the same band three albums in a row. By the third, I don't care how good the third album is, you're tired of them. Two of them were first round. Yeah, that, I needed more of that. I needed more first round knockouts. I couldn't tolerate any more hugging. Like the the fights that got in, oh, you're hugging. You're going to hug for 5 minutes. Most of them were pretty much stand-up fights, which is good, but Jesus, three undercard at most. Give me a chance to get drunk with the, and not get plastered and then sober up and have to wait for the main. I could I stopped drinking because I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep by the time this fight. I'm, I'm getting so tired. I've been drinking thinking, okay, the next one's got to be. Or, Tonight's main, Cove. No, Cove, anything. Where's the main event? But the Canadian former hockey player in there had the nice mullet going on. Oh, yeah, on. that guy. Yeah, buddy, I'm going to drop you, buddy. I look dumb as a stump. He looked pretty stupid. Did he win? I can't I don't remember, remember. There were too many I fights. I for sure, oh, he's got to be going down. Yeah, I started but... drinking. We, we went to a place called Publico and had a couple of pops and a dinner, and it was five. Big rainstorm blows through. I'm like, that was crazy. Sat in there and had another drink, and then in the middle of it, the first prelim fight was a pretty good heavyweight fight, and uh, we're watching, and then they turned it. And I'm like, what's the deal? Well, there's people here eating Italian food don't necessarily want to watch blood. Ah, pansies. I'm like, that's true. You probably shouldn't have that up in the restaurant. Don't watch blood. That's part of the heritage. It's what, Italian what's restaurant. The problem? Like, what are we doing here? And then the saddest uh, birthday party I've ever seen was three hens in their late 30s, probably. Well, two of them were. And then one was probably 60. And the one lady had a happy birthday crown on. And they just came in as threesome and just sat quietly. And then you'd hear, you'd hear like that pathetic, hooray, like quiet, happy. Happy birthday. <laughs> Yay, Stephanie. Thanks, guys. None of your other friends wanted to come. <laughs> like, there's three of us. And I told Megan, you know what the sad thing about that is? They sat at a table of four. And I'm like, they had no intention of other girls joining. This is it. And so Megan didn't like hearing it. But I'm like, bitch with the hat? She's intolerable. Because you get into your late 30s and your birthday party has two people at it. <laughs> You've done some damage in life. It's just COVID, John. That's, <laughs> That's what it, it. is. That's it's just it COVID. Is. It's COVID. No, it's not. No, it's not, Bobby. It's off. <laughs> if it was COVID, they'd have just canceled it. She had the hat and the little thing in her mouth. I'm like, they're trying to make her. They're trying to celebrate her, and she's got nobody. And Meg goes, maybe it's a mom and a sister. And I'm like, oh, worse. No, she has no friend. Let's just bring one friend. At least even the nerdiest kid in school got one friend yeah. to show up to his birthday party. I'd have put that on one of those Facebook pages and said, I had a birthday party and nobody came. Like they do to those poor kids. Mom and dad got six pizzas, and that one kid showed up to the to the Peter Piper. Go fund me the next day. And then they get like Set. 25 grand. It's the smartest thing to do with your kid. I don't know how you haven't done it yet. I'd be pretending every month Kirby had a new birthday, 
and never invite a kid to it and go to Peter Piper and get six pizzas and have Kirby sit there with, with a pair of uh, Another Nikes. COVID birthday. That's it. Just a, no COVID. Us, sir. No COVID. Oh, people just don't feel sorry for that. Just a, nobody showed up to my kid's birthday, put it online, and she'll have 20 grand in her bank account tomorrow. Because shaming your kid's birthday party is a moneymaker. That kid in Tucson, his name was, remember that kid? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but we noticed there was a lot of pizza missing. A shady thing. There was an for awful, no shows. For no shows, there was an awful lot of you pizza missing. And they ordered four of them. And the kid sat at the table by Age. himself and nobody came. And a couple of pieces were missing out of one or two. Yeah, I'm like, wait a second. Well, who's eating all the pizza if nobody's there? The kid's eating it all by, maybe that's why he has no friends. He doesn't share. But then the parents had the nerve to put it up on social media and say our kid had a birthday and nobody came. And they get 25000 bucks the next day. I would do that. I would I'd go rub Kirby around in, uh, in the dirt and then do the after shots of her crying and throwing herself around. And then have her do like the cowardly line. I'm going to go for the big money. Shave her well, head. No, no, no. Don't do that. Oh. <laughs> Don't do the cancer. <laughs> you get caught with that, people ask for the money back. It's- Nobody ever cares about birthday donations, but don't go cancer. My daughter had a birthday party and nobody came. And, and we found out she's got the cancer. And then hey, shave her head. There's only 5G the next day in there. We're taking it up a notch. Hey, I admire it, but I, I still see some pitfalls. <laughs> what? Stick to just the sad birthday party. Don't go full tumors. It. Yeah, don't go tumors yet. <laughs> I'm all in on the tumor idea, but don't do it. Don't jump off. Bad birthday party to tumors. What's wrong? I only got 5K this weekend. None Keep it her, steady. Keep it none steady. None of her friends came to her birthday party. Is it the cancer? <laughs> oh, my God. She's got cancer, too. You can't catch it, you jerks. <laughs> Have Kirby go through some huge makeover, like the cowardly lion. She's got curls. She's in a dress. She's sitting there like she got all dolled up for it and nobody came. You'd make 25 grand, and I know how interested you are in that idea. But, again, remember, taxes. We'll get into that later. You do have to pay taxes on those donations, pretty even oh, if they're small. As long as it's under seventeen well, grand, just, it's okay. going to be higher than that. Yeah. Sad kid birthdays. <laughs> just put a cap. Just put a cap on it. Seventeen individual, grand, we're out. Individual gifts are different. You know what I would oh. like to do? If I found out, I think if I found out if I had a terminal illness, I'd go to the orphanage and I'd get a kid, and I'd have a fake one of them sad birthdays, and uh, and then fake the cancer and do that, and then just give them back. And then the news would be like, "Can you believe this guy did that?" And I'd be like, "What do I care? I got a terminal disease." <laughs> I'm the one who's sad here. And then, and then the best part is, I want my money back. How did you do that to that orphan? And you find out I've got something eating away at my pancreas and I got 30 days left. And I get to spend all everybody else's money and I don't have to pay tax. That's the way you check out on this planet. Terminal disease excites me. If a doctor told me there's nothing we can do. Worst quote ever. Oh, yeah. Worst it's a great t-shirt. Seriously. Oh me too, I look John. forward to the day. Look, I'm, look there's, I'll be honest. There's not a lot great going on on this planet that excites me too much going forward. But that one does. That does. Because that's the only thing I don't know yet. I've pretty much tasted all the food. <laughs> uh, what else is there? I've not been diagnosed with a terminal illness. But I have plans for the day I am. We can do treatment. Oh, no. We don't need treatment. I'm going to go straight to the orphanage. I'm going to get a kid. And I'm going to take advantage of this on the internet. That's the only time I'll have social media. <laughs> I will get 10, 12 different social media pages, and I will litter them with my terminal illness in an attempt to get people to send me money, and then I'm just going to spend it and not pay any taxes and just check out laughing the whole way. <laughs> and then people will remember me forever. And that asshole got pancreatic cancer and bilked us all out of cash and then went to Hawaii and died. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting to me.
You'd be the only guy rubbing his hands together. You got pancreatic cancer. Oh, hot diggity. We can start treatment. No need. I got a 90-day plan. I've got it all mapped out. I just need my notebook. See ya. Oh, I'd be. Pedal to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I might be the only guy with this plan, but it doesn't scare me. I might have tumors. I felt the lump yesterday. I'm like, this could be it. Get the orphans. (laughs) Turns out it was just a zit on my stomach, which who gets those? (laughs) Oops. What the hell is that? I went in the bathroom and I scratched. I'm like, what is this? I thought it was a tumor. I had hopes. Ingrown? No. I don't know what I don't really have hair on my stomach. I don't know what it was. It's got a, a st- my stomach decided to say, here's a zit. This is a thing that you're going to have to deal with forever. Just like, a gut, bo- gut boil. Yeah. It wasn't that big. Big enough to be noticeable and hurt when you touched it. Gut boil? <laughs> I, I don't like it. Like your waist, like your yeah. waist boil? Yeah. Is that a web, that web MD? Oh, that's right. Brady had a waist boil. Maybe what? that's it. What? Yeah. He blew it up on the news. My back. Right on. See, that's no different oh. than my terminal cancer. You went right to Instagram to pop it. Yep. Oh, is that on Instagram? Oh, yeah. yeah that was actually <laughs> You got to dig deep, but yeah. it's it's there, and he actually exploded the over sap the cars. Better, yeah. yeah, Better than the turtles? Better than the turtle Instagram? Oh, okay. Two people from Boston drown in it. <laughs> yeah, whatever that thing was in my stomach turned out to be not terminal, but I can get myself some social media action. Oh, I'll be milking that like nobody's business. Ching ching ching! It'll be better than a webcam thing. You'll just hear ting 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 as my money just grows and grows. Thanks, Gerald. Yeah. I don't have enough to get through it. And my orphan child can't have a birthday. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> just rent that kid for the time that ninety day daddy's in, and then I'm out. <laughs> I just want to host Jeopardy and go. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm excited. See, even talking about it's got me all you are. pumped up. <laughs> you can see the energy push. Glee. When I think about my terminal illness. We're all going to have one. You might as well embrace it. You're getting one. It's Oprah. You get one. You get one. We all yeah. get something. That I had one. I got, no, no, you didn't have one. It's not past tense if it's terminal. <laughs> you can't say I had one. God, your rose-colored glasses that are was, annoying. That was my, uh, <laughs> plenty do, John. Plenty do. How many people have terminal illnesses and make it? Well, then it wasn't terminal, was it? That was my Larry King. I was oh, yeah, Larry's gone. We lost Larry. His is a terminal illness. You, you're speaking from the dead perspective, yeah, I see. Yeah. I'll do the impressions, Brady. Nobody knew what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> I'm just in the room, that, and I was like, yeah, what? What the hell are you talking about? Houston. No, we got it. If, if you got that, just let me know. Do Larry King saying this? And I'll give you credit. It just sounded like you were choking to death. We had to worry. Uh, let's go with something. What do you, I didn't even know what you picked. <laughs> you picked it. It was oh, yeah, uh, shipping the Boston up to Boston. Song. That's yeah. right. Yeah, for all you Patriot fans that think this is your Super Bowl. Jackasses. <laughs> Tommy! He's ours. Jeff Lane. How, the nerve of that guy. Ugh. When has nerve ever considered yeah, that he's, guy? Yeah, he's, he's made some poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to get in a boat with that dude, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Perfect Bostonian. Used to work here. Oh, he'd drive you nuts. Go. Your team's looking sharp. Your team's looking sharp. Thanks, Jeff. Tommy will take you. Ugh. <laughs> How about the GOAT this weekend? The GOAT. That's the worst thing about all Patriots fans is that they inevitably get that they get to be right about but half the not, time. This time they're this time no, I'm just saying that's their team. I know, but that's what's made them annoying for twenty years. I told that to Dom too, who's got Tom Brady tattooed to his ass. And TB12 stickers on his car. I'm like, that's his company. That's not even a Patriot fan. I'm like, 
The TB12, you're just, that's like me having Clorox on the back of my car. I'm advertising a company. He goes, it's Tom Brady. And I'm like, now he's a Buccaneer. Are you a fan? He goes, still love Tom, but I'm a Patriots fan. I'm like, well, I admire that. But you can, don't you dare get excited about this Buccaneers championship. Let's check his, uh, let's check his I socials. bet you there's a little tiny goat emoji. Still love him. Did he wind up buying a Bucks Brady jersey or? Uh, no. Okay. I told him if he ever wore it. I, I, well, because I told him you take it off your car. You get all those stickers off there because he abandoned you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Bud and Sissy from Urban Cowboy. When Sissy's pull not the, in the truck, the you take out the, the plate window. out. Yeah. yeah, the plate doesn't go there when <laughs> Sissy's gone. Is this Dom's thing? Yep. Oh, he's got one. I hope Brady crushes these cheese-eating asshats from Green Bay. Brady, Brady, Brady. That was to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Brady would crush cheese-eating asshats. That could actually apply to Brady. And, of course, the first person to like it, Jeff Lane. Jeff Lane loved it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's a reason everybody hates those pricks. <laughs> I got to go beat up Dom, <laughs> which isn't hard. You just push him in the head and he topples over like a or put him <laughs> on a ride this bike. Ride yeah. this bike, Dom. <laughs> I still think Dom is a, a Russian nesting doll that went to a, a, a wizard <laughs> and came to life. <laughs> they just sealed him up. <laughs> he looks just like him, even the face. <laughs> he went to Zoltan at that on the boardwalk, the same one that made Tom Hanks big. <laughs> and he wished he was a real boy and he became Dom. Wow. <laughs> it's true. Doesn't I he know. look just like a Russian? I'm not arguing goat? the point. Yeah. It's that or Barney Rubble jumped uh, off the screen and that's became That's what I Dom. see more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> you hate it, for Brady? I've got it. <laughs> Is that your Larry King? I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought you were doing the Fred. I was just doing Barney's laugh. <laughs> I know. It was just on the heels of your Larry King. I'm a little bit gun shy of all this. Yeah, we got it. Was that Buzz Aldrin? Oh, no, that was Larry King again. Oh, play the song. Play the song. Before he does it again. Yes. All right, let's do it. This is for all you Patriot fans. Congratulations on your on your uh, ex-girlfriend's championship. <laughs> <laughs> your ex-girlfriend went off and married, uh, you know. Uh, A hotter guy. Uh, well, no, you married uh, Elon. Hotter right now. Elon uh, Musk. Yeah. Had all the money. He left you for this guy because he had all the cash, and now they're going to go be happy together, and you're going to go, oh, I love it. I'm She'll happy always for be mine. Him. I'm happy for her. Falling on hard times. Have you moved on? I got nobody. <laughs> so I vicariously lived through my ex. He left you. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98. 